Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Racer Report live from the Hop Pound Brew Pub in Murray, Kentucky. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder uh, with you this morning. We're here every Monday at noon. You can be part of our live audience. The show will always uh, air, again, 6 p.m. Monday night on Froggy 103, and we'll live forever at uh, Racers Podcast Central over on GoRacers.com. Dave, good to see you. A uh, disappointing Sunday. We've had some great Mondays in here after some great wins, uh, but um, the women in a great college basketball game uh, fall at Drake 107-98 yesterday, and then uh, our men at home in front of a great crowd at 6,000 strong in there for a nationally televised game uh, come up short against a really good Indiana State team, uh, 72-63. So, uh, there is that interesting dynamic that uh, we have games going on at the same time now, yep. and uh, that's taken some getting used to. But yesterday, about the time uh, that the racers were, uh, all the people were coming into the arena, I saw a lot of people on their phones and tablets. They were bringing it in, watching uh, the ladies uh, play up at Drake. And, that, gosh, that was that a game that could have gone either way. And then the men come out, and I thought they played a, a brilliant first half. I told Coach Steve Prom, I said, you were, uh, you were playing it like James Green of Jacksonville State used to, just, just kind of make it an ugly game. And uh, to hold Indiana State to uh, 25 points, that was their lowest uh, first-half output uh, yeah. of, of any half uh, this season. But just to see the uh, you know, 6,000 come out to that game, it was, it was great to see. And then, uh, as we'll talk about in a minute, we've got a big week coming up because the Salukis are coming to town uh, to play both teams Friday and Saturday, and that's going to be huge. Well, we will talk with uh, Murray State men's basketball coach Steve Prome coming up here in a little bit, as well as uh, student-athlete senior guard uh, Quincy Anderson. On the women's side, Rochelle Turner is back. Missed her last week as she was out uh, on the recruiting trail. We'll talk with her as well as freshman uh, guard Haven Ford, who had a career-high 13 points yesterday uh, against Drake. Time now for your McBee Heating and Air Hot Topic of the Week, brought to you by... McBee Heating and Air, your authorized Ream Pro partner. Dave, what do you got for us today? Well, this uh, it, the hot topic this week is SIU against the, the women on Friday night and the men on Saturday afternoon. Two, two big games, and just as we thought it would be, it was always a big game when SIU and Murray State got together uh, as non-conference because uh, both our basketball teams have played uh, SIU uh, many times over the years. Um, and, of course, we all remember uh, John Morant and uh, Shaq Buchanan and those guys going into uh, uh, Carbondale a few years ago and uh, really, really thumping them uh, there. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Racers haven't won up there uh, since then, by the way. Yep. So it's time to, to get that taken care of. But um, it, and it's great to have our students back, and we're going to see that uh, Friday night at the women's game, which tips at 6 o'clock at the CFSB Center. It's Be Bold, Wear Gold Night, so wear your gold. And then the ladies are at home against Missouri State on Sunday at 2 p.m. That is We Back Pat Day. Uh, and then thanks to CFSB for the free tickets for the women's game. I was looking a minute ago. Their attendance uh, per game is now almost 1,700, and that's an all-time high. And we just appreciate the fans because it's great basketball to come out and see. Uh, and then for the, for the men on Saturday, Faculty and Staff Appreciation Day. So all faculty and staff can get two free tickets with their Murray State ID. We're also having our academic recognition at halftime and bring all the great student-athletes that have done so well in the classroom uh, out on the court at halftime. That's always very impressive. And then I thought that um, our first-ever stripe-out went really well. Yep. We, we had blue sections, 
Navy sections all around the lower bowl yesterday. Thought that really, really worked out well. I, I'm ready to do that again. Everybody loves free T-shirts. Well, yeah, and thanks to CFSB for uh, supplying the T-shirts, too. Uh, it was a great crowd in there last night, great environment. And, uh, unfortunately, the racers uh, just coming up on the short end, but they'll have a chance to uh, get back uh, on the winning side Wednesday night when they head to Peoria to take on Bradley. We come back on the Race Report Live. We'll talk with the head coach of the Murray State Racers, Steve Prohm. That's coming up next on the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder. Quick detour here as we're going to – uh, catch up with uh, Murray State senior guard Quincy Anderson. Game high, 21 points yesterday uh, in the loss to Indiana State. Uh, I guess uh, we'll start uh, we'll start individually before we go big picture with the team. Uh, uh, what worked so well for you yesterday, Quincy? Um, honestly, just staying confident in my shot, um, staying confident in myself to make plays, and then um, the coaches and my teammates put me in uh, situations to be successful, um, trusting me to make plays and. Um, that always feels good when you know you have the full support of, of you know, the coaching staff and your teammates and um, everyone's kind of building you up. So um, that's definitely a big piece. You, you mentioned last night in the, in the postgame that you feel like maybe you've turned a quarter in your, in your shooting because early on you had the big game early and then kind of fell off a little bit. Um, did you just get in the gym and figure it out? That's how it usually happens. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, I think the biggest piece is all mental. Uh, remaining um, confident and trusting the work that you put in every day. Um, we got great managers and great coaches that you know are in the gym with us, rebounding um, every morning and stuff like that. So for me, kind of just not really paying attention to uh, the percentages, the stats, remaining confident, and then um, obviously just you know trusting the work and going out there on the floor and doing it. So when you're playing a team like Indiana State that is so good offensively, and you guys played so well defensively in the first half to keep them bottled up, you know. You know what's coming at some point. They're going to go on a little bit of a run. But in the second half, it just felt like – I know they missed six of them. It felt like they made all of them. And it just – it felt like it was a demoralizing situation. You guys had to fight through, whereas, like, man, they made another one. How do you guys continue to try to fight through that, whether it's Indiana State, whether it's anybody, when, man, it feels like you're fighting uphill and you're pushing, 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 trying to get to the top, and then, man, they just – they knock another one down to kind of push you back down the hill a little bit. Yeah, you know, first of all, you know, all credit to Indiana State. They play a very unique style of basketball. Um, they shoot a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. And, um, you know, Robbie Obila, he distributes well out of the post. And um, he's in a unique guard because um, he's able to score. He's able to facilitate. But he does it mostly out of the high post, mid post. Um, and uh, he knows when to score. He knows when to pass. So we had a unique game plan. Um, the last few games we've been – uh, more gap conscious, more gap heavy, and this was a game where we, we really couldn't do that as much. So um, just remaining true to the scout, obviously, uh, was a big piece of the game. And that just means for the layman, the gap heavy, you're, you're helping off, you know, you're trying to you're trying to push the dribbler towards help as much yes, as sir. anything. And this is more of a situation you can't help because they got open shooters that can knock you down. you got to stay one-on-one as much. Yeah, you know, a big piece of that also is the fact that Indiana State had um, we have four or five guys that are shooting over 40% from three this year. So um, there's not really a single guy you can really help off of. Um, but for us, it's just remaining confident and true. Um, we trust our scout. We trust our game plan. Obviously, we trust our coaches. Um, first half, we did a really good job, I thought. Second half, we might have fell off in a little bit of energy. Um, but that's something that we're still working on, obviously, just remaining uh, consistent and putting, putting together two good halves. Um, but that's something that will come. I'll tell you this this now, and Jeff will hear this for the first time. 
and I'll tell our studio audience or restaurant audience here at the Hop Pound and then the folks listening, Quincy's press conference last night was were probably among the top five student-athlete press conferences that I've ever seen. Uh, I, I'm like a proud papa <laughs> seeing you guys go in front of the media and seeing you kind of progress. Like we were talking about Ed Daniel, how he progressed, K.J. Williams, Jeffrey Moss, the ones that didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do. They had to. But you, you seem very comfortable, and you, you've always been kind of comfortable, I think, with uh, speaking for your teammates and speaking for the team. Uh, tell me a little bit how you – where did you find that? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably weren't interviewed a lot when you were at Mankato. Uh, a, little a little bit. bit. Did yeah. you do some radio there? Is that kind of where it started? Honestly, it kind of started when I was young. Um, my family, um, I have a great support system behind me. My mom, my dad, my brother all offer uh, very unique perspectives on um, how to communicate and how to be sociable with people. Um, and, you know, since I was a young kid, they've always stressed the importance of being able to talk to people. Um, and then when it comes to sports, it comes to um, athletics, just um, understanding that I'm not in this alone. I'm not out there on the floor by myself. Um, I have teammates. I have a coaching staff. And uh, I'm not successful unless, um, I trust the, unless I trust the process, trust the trust the system. And um, I'm just thankful to have a, a system like Murray State that um, puts me in situations to be successful. So That's, that's, that's very good. You yes. want to ask about his family? Yeah, speaking of that, your, your brother Alex, I can just tell you guys are really close, but there's seven years between you, and that, you know, there's like four, almost five between my brother and me. We didn't get real close until he kind of got like freshman high school, and that was when we kind of got close when mm-hmm. he grew up a little bit. Tell us about your brother Alex and uh, just the relationship you, you guys have. Yeah, my brother is my best friend, man. Um, he's my biggest fan, my harshest critic. Um, <laughs> he's my only brother, so... Um, throughout my entire life, he's been the one that has um, taken upon himself to try and steer me in the right direction. When I was younger, I didn't really understand what he was trying to do. I thought he was just kind of being, uh, <laughs> kind of being me. But um, you know, now that I'm grown, I understand that um, he's he's always wanted me to be better than him, and all I've ever wanted was to be like him. So to kind of grow up and um, finally understand that um, his true motive was to kind of just push me past the point he ever got. Um, that's truly selfless of him. I'm super grateful for him, and um, he's continuing to do that now. So, That's cool. You guys go to Bradley on Wednesday, played maybe your best 40 minutes of the year when they were in here back in November. They've won eight in a row, playing obviously very well right now. Just how much confidence can you, can you pull? I know it's two months ago almost, but how much knowing that you played well against them back in November to go up there and take on a really good Braves team? Yeah, you know, uh, last year was um, kind of disappointing going up to Bradley. Um, we kind of still have a sour taste in our mouth from that. But also just remaining, um, remaining stable in our mindset that um, we're, we're continuing to build, um, we're continuing to prep. Uh, we have a really good scout for them, I feel like. And then obviously the game, uh, what you said two months ago, uh, kind of helps build some confidence and, and some momentum going into Bradley. Um, but I, I really do feel like, like we, have a good, we have a good game plan set. It'll be Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, CBS Sports Network, Murray State at Bradley. Quincy Anderson, great job yesterday. Congratulations, and uh, thanks for the time today, and we'll see you on the bus. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, there is Quincy Anderson. We come back. We will talk with the head coach of the Murray State Racer, Steve Prohm. That is next. We're live at the Hot Pound on the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound. Brew Pub, Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder, joined now by Murray State head coach, Steve Prohm. Thanks for getting here today. Busy morning. Uh, 
<laughs> well, we had our Missouri Valley head coaches Zoom at 10 a.m., so yeah. there was that. And, and, and we do have a game in 36 hours. We so. do. We do. Got to uh, get after that. Uh, 48 we'll, hours, I'm sorry. We'll talk about Bradley here in a minute. Uh, not but, a but sorry, I, if I was late, I apologize. Oh, no, 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 no. Steve Prohm show. You know, hey, we're flexible. You know. We are flexible. This is the that's, Razor that's Report. Sure. Is it the Steve Prohm show? <laughs> Now that you went back and looked at the film from last night, uh, what sort of stood out to you in the, in the loss to Indiana State? Um, you know, a couple things. Obviously, if you're going to beat a team like that, that, that explosive offensively, uh, you, you've got to be good. You've got to be good for <clears throat> really, you know, maybe 38 to 40 minutes. It's, and when you really looked at the numbers and punched the numbers this morning when I looked at the lineups and different things, for 33 minutes, um, you know, the game was even. You know, and then in the seven minutes, the other seven minutes, we got outscored uh, by nine points. Uh, I think a couple things in the first half when you really look at it, you know, you go up 28-25 into the half. You know, we missed that layup at the end of the half. That obviously could have been a big play. Uh, we did a phenomenal job defensively. We turned them over 11 times. The one thing, it's kind of the old Billy Kennedy rule. If you're going to turn it over, throw it out of bounds. <laughs> If you're going to turn it over, have a shot clock violation because at least they're not scoring off the turnovers. And so we weren't able to get any easy baskets off those turnovers we forced. You know, we tried to go small ball early in the game. Uh, in that lineup, we got outscored by five there. And then I think Jacoby getting a little foul trouble, um, you know, from that standpoint. That, um you know, but those little things in the first half, uh, you know, opportunities to maybe extend the lead. Um, but you're at home, you're up three against a really good team. You, you, you've got to be happy. Um, second half, we came out offensively really good. Mm -hmm. I think we scored 13 points in our first nine possessions. Very similar to the Northern Iowa game. We scored early in the first, second half, but they answered our baskets. And then it's kind of the same thing is, uh, you know, we went through that scoring drought. We continued to – we struggled to get stops, and the game kind of got into that 10-point window. Um, you know, we kept fighting back. We got it to six a couple times. We just weren't able to get any further than that. But, you know, nine for 15 from three. Their ability to shoot the ball from all five positions is – you know, I've talked about reminding me of Baylor, um, you know, when they won the national championship, their ability to shoot the basketball so well. Uh, and then Robbie Avila, you know, reminds me of George Niang from the standpoint of, you know, his ability to drill, pass, and shoot um, inside, outside. Um, and they did a, he did a lot better job in the second half. And then offensively, you know, the efficiency level just wasn't there like it needed to be. You know, we missed four or five layups. Uh, had a couple opportunities from three, but we just we have to be more efficient when people make their runs. We've got to understand that you're not going to win every game in this league. Yeah, the, the 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 win by at Evansville, the win at Missouri State, the win at Chicago, these double figure wins. The good teams in our league and all the teams in our league, those are outlier games. Yeah, you know, most of the games, whether it's Missouri State, whether it's Valparaiso, whether it's Drake, you know, all these teams, they're going to be possession games. And when they hit us and it got to 45-41, you know, we just didn't, we didn't have the resolve that we needed to. Um, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. 
uh, and I've got to help with that. I've got to do a better job making sure that we can respond uh, to some adversity um, in the last 10 minutes. But I thought, like I said, 33 minutes, I thought we played exceptional. I thought our game plan to attack them and defend them was very, very good. Um, we just didn't do it for a long enough period of time. Yeah, I, I agree. And the other thing, it's some nights in, in the league, it's hard to get to the free throw line. Uh, and that's where, where the racers have really turned the, the free throw line into a good weapon, you know, getting there some nights over 20 times in a game. Um, and they were really letting them play, uh, that's for sure. Um, and that's not, I'm not being critical of it, just the way they were calling it. But, uh, you know, gosh, if you could get, get that free throw parade going again, you got certainly a, enough guys that can – uh, get a good advantage in a game from there. Yeah, only nine free throws I think we shot. Um, and I think a lot has to do with it. This is just a physical league. Man, it just, that is what it is. And so we need to all, you know, accept that to where um, the free throw line has been a strength of ours. Um, you know, when you really look and punch the numbers in conference stats, you know, because that's all I'm really looking at right now. The overall, you can forget all the yeah, overall that's done, stuff. That's, that's done, done now, it's, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we're five and three, but you look at the conference, you know, field goal percentage offense, I think we're top four. Uh, free throw percentage, we're very good. Uh, our defense field goal percentage is, is, has gotten – our defense from, from when we've gotten back from Christmas to now is, is totally a different defense. Um, you know, our only Achilles heel, really, when you really look at our – stats from a conference standpoint is the defensive three-point numbers and the offensive three-point numbers that that's where we've you know where we struggle we're out rebounding people our our, our field goal percentage numbers are, are, are pretty good um, we've got some guys you know efficient 54 percent from the field Jacoby 55 52 Brian 57 Nick uh, but you can see the three-point line is the one you know one that really just sticks out to you uh, from that standpoint on both ends and yesterday in the second half, it kind of it got to us a little bit, for sure. Well, the Racers will be turning the page, getting ready to play at Bradley on Wednesday, another nationally televised game. We'll look ahead to the Racers and the Braves. Coming up next, we're live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub on the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined by Murray State Head Coach Steve Prome. Uh, you guys made a pretty uh, apparent attack mode there uh, yesterday against Indiana State. Let's get the ball inside to Nick Ellington. He was so good uh, in Chicago, 13 of 16 from the field. Had another uh, really efficient day yesterday. Uh, you know, we talked before Chicago about, hey, we want to get the ball into him, but he's got to do a better job maybe finishing around the rim. He's really, he's really picked things up here in the last week for you. Yeah, we thought we had an advantage in Chicago. Um and really want to make a point emphasis on the road to get it inside, and we did a great job with that. Uh, I think to, to attack Indiana State the right way, uh, you got to make Avila defend. Uh, you got to go at him inside. I thought we did a good job throughout the course of the game doing that. Um, and we turned it over a couple times with our post feeds. We turned it over a couple times when they came and tried to dig it out of the post. We needed to clean up and be more efficient there, you know, with that. Um, and then we got to figure out a way to. to you know, to try to keep Nick a little fresher too, um, you know, so he can continue to put pressure on the rim, so he can make free throws, so he can, you know, continue to compete at the high level uh, just so we can have an inside-outside threat. Um, but, you know, without a doubt, he's, he's been really good of late and he's been growing and we got to continue to work with him. 
uh, understanding angles, ceiling, um, being ready to play out of double teams. Um, you know, that was some of the stuff that hurt us yesterday when they started really, fight, you know, really digging the ball out hard. They weren't really doubling. They were just digging hard. Mm-hmm. You know, got to chin it. We got to kick it out. We got to go chase and play, play without our concepts. But, yeah, without question, he's – He's been good. I think that was a point of emphasis. And like I said, I thought our, I thought our thought process how we want to attack Indiana State was good. It's just we did it for 33 minutes instead of 40. Uh, Nick was 77 percent in the two games last week. And you talk about a week: 21 out of 27 for the field. Uh, averaged 8.5 rebounds. He had six block shots, four assists, two steals. Um, you know, trying try to think about Nick. He had the two the two seasons in JUCO where. You know, I, I don't know if he had a lot of people kind of making him better. And then he was at Eastern Illinois last season. I think what we're seeing here is a guy who's been in your program for a little while, and he's really starting to uh, figure some things out. Yeah, he Which has. is great for the yeah, team. Yeah, he has. Um, you know, we just got to continue to figure out how to, how to utilize him the best way. Like I said, uh, continue to develop his skill set, uh, understanding angles, uh, his ability to play inside, outside. You know, really work on his skill set, you know, finishing and passing. Um, you know, because, you know, we, you, you need, obviously, somebody up front that can score and defend and rebound for you. And so Nick's made a, Nick's made a, a good jump for us, and we've got to continue to see him grow. But, you know, the big thing is, is we, we also got to figure out ways to, you know, he, yeah, he can only play so many minutes. You right. Know? And, you know, 31, I think, yeah, that's probably almost probably too many just because I think he, he gets a little wear and tear. On Wednesday, you will go to Bradley, who has had sort of a bizarre season. I, I guess started out 6-0. and You guys handed them their first loss. Then they lost five in a row, and I think now they've won eight straight, uh, playing as well as anybody. Um, they had some injuries, got healthy, obviously playing great right now. What can you take from a game that, yes, was back in November almost two months ago uh, that you guys played maybe your best 40 minutes of the year uh, from, from start to finish that you can take on the road with you Wednesday to Peoria? Well, that we know that we can compete with them. I think, number one, uh, Hickman and Dean are playing tremendous uh, from the little bit that I've been able to look at so far. Uh, and they're really good. Brian does a terrific job. I mean, Bradley is uh, been a been a really force in this league for a long time. It's a very tough place to play. Uh, they win their home games. Uh, we've played well on the road, though, so we should have a lot of confidence going in there. We played well against them before here. You said, what can you take with them? So we've got that, that confidence. Uh, you know, we have some understanding with them. Uh, what I thought they did a better job last year when we went up there, um, their adjustments uh, were really good and gave us some problems. But Really, we played well up there last year for 18 minutes, I think, as a three-point game at about two minutes ago, and then the game kind of got, got to 10 going to half, and then second half they just they, they beat up on us. But I'm excited to see what we, how we respond against a really good team on the road. Um, and that's the one thing about this league. It's, you look at it's, it's Bradley, it's Northern Iowa, it's Drake, it's Indiana State, it's ourselves, it's Belmont. I mean, you look at the standings and, you know, I mean, right now Belmont's 4-4, four and four, as great of a program as this is, just shows you the strength of this league. And so we just got to take it one game at a time. We can't get ahead of ourselves because, man, this is – we've got four games in a nine-day window, and that's a lot of games with a lot of with, – with travel included. Um, and so we've got we to do a good job keeping our guys focused, fresh, uh, make the adjustments we need to, and – 
you know, I just that's why I was late because not trying to prepare for Bradley um, and, and to get over here at the same time. Um, but that's got to come first because we've, we've got to be ready for that. Wednesday night, 6 o'clock in Peoria, another nationally televised game on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, Steve Prohm, thanks for being with us, and we'll see you on the bus right. tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Steve. All right, there's Steve Prohm. We come back, we will talk with head coach of the women's basketball program at Murray Thanks, State, Steve. Rochelle Turner. That is coming up next. We're live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub on the Racer Report Welcome live. back to the Racer Report live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner after her racers uh, saw their 11-game win streak snapped on the road in Iowa uh, with a pair of losses against Northern Iowa 95-75 on Friday night and then yesterday 107-98 against Drake. Uh, we knew that this week, last week, was going to be sort of where are we? Where are, after all, everything, everything that had gone so well so far this year, where are we truly? And I think Friday night was probably the worst case scenario of what, uh, of how you guys could play. Uh, Northern Iowa, credit to them and whatever, but it was, I didn't, I didn't recognize your team uh, on Friday night. But then last night, to go over there and, and just play in as good of a college basketball game as anybody could hope to see against the best team in this league. Maybe I'm an idiot, and I know you've called me that more than once. <laughs> I feel really good about your team coming home. Even though you didn't win any games over there, I feel really good about your team. The response was, was outstanding, and obviously they were challenged um, after Friday night. Just disappointed in our effort. I mean, our, again, we, we're not going to have perfect execution. Uh, we're in the infancy of this system, still trying to learn it players trying to uh, develop their games into it, but the, the effort just wasn't there on Friday. So that was disappointing and felt like if we would have given effort, you know, we not, might not have even won the game, but, you know, definitely don't get embarrassed, and that's something that, that we, we definitely don't want to do. But I told them, and I think you, you know, made mention of this in your write-up, but one game does not define you. The UNI game does not define who we are. But the Drake game was going to. And uh, so we talked about that, and we talked about the response necessary. You know, when things get hard, what are, what are we about? This is going to tell us what we're about. And, you know, it starts off bang, bang, 3-3, three, three, uh, you know, down 9-2. And I'm like, this is really not what I was hoping for as far as the response goes. But we settled in, and I thought uh, the kids played extremely hard. The, the perfect effort was there. The, there was some you know, mishaps and some – every time we made a mistake, they, they burned us, and that's what great teams do. But if you'd have told me we were going to score 98 points going into the game, I probably would have lost my house on it uh, because you expect to win. But, you know, they're, they're just a great team. But really, really proud of our kids, and I think that we got better this week. Uh, in a lot of ways, we, we, we got better by learning, mm-hmm. and then we got better by competing against the best of the best. So – Hopefully we can carry that forward with us. Well, you knew at some point you were going to get challenged big time in this league. There's just too many good players, too many good coaches. It's just like uh, we've been talking about on the, on the men's side. Uh, it's, uh, it's every night. You've, you've got to perform uh, every time. And then the – and I'm kind of glad you got a little time before you play Friday night. I think you guys need that right now. Uh, but you just don't have a lot of time. You just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And so after – uh, Friday night, well, first of all, second half Friday night, that could have really gotten ugly. 
But, but you all responded and won the third quarter, and we're only five points running the fourth quarter, to, to at least show, hey, okay, we had a bad first half. We're not going to have a, just a terrible game here. So that's just stuff you gotta, you got to take what, what, it, what happened and you know, just try to build on it. Yeah, that Iowa trip is brutal. I mean, it truly is. Not only the travel and the cold and the snow and the weather and just the time and and everything, but you're playing two of the best teams in the conference back-to-back. So, you know, you obviously go do your preparation and your scout for the first game, and we had two hours to prepare for Drake. Well, we could have two years to prepare for what they do offensively and still not be able to guard all of it, but – but again, the response the response was good. I thought the response in the second half of the UNI game kind of told us who we were a little bit. But we you just can't dig yourself a hole. And uh, both teams shot the ball extremely well against us this week. And I think you've heard me say time and time again, t- teams that are going to make going to make shots and it's going to make it hard on us. And uh, and uh, the threes were falling in Iowa, just not for the racers. Yep. Halftime in Cedar Falls. Uh, there was a minute on the clock when you guys finally came out. Uh, was that 14 minutes more uh, tactical uh, or more attitude adjustment from Coach Turner to the troops? Um, I don't think I raised my voice. Um, you can check with Haven really the entire halftime. It, w- it was more like challenging them, but like this team, you kind of got to challenge their heart yeah. a little bit. You know, they've heard me yell. They've heard me scream. They've seen me throw fits stomp around but this team's different their personality is a little bit different so you kind of got to go for the jugular so to speak you kind of got to make them feel bad you know and want to and want to prove you wrong and and want to uh you know they're pleasers so they wanted to come out and uh and do better but you know we did make some tactical changes to some of the stuff we were doing but but more than anything you know we had just talked before the game about this is a big moment for us and we didn't answer the call in the moment. So at halftime, we just talked about, you know, who you, where you go from here again and kind of what defines you and those type of things. But the response was good. We got down 29, got it all the way back to 12, and you're just keep playing mantra. And I thought that was a – those were building blocks you were able to take into Des Moines certainly uh, on yesterday. All right, we come back with Rochelle Turner on the Racer Report Live. We'll start looking ahead to Friday night when SIU rolls into the CFSB Center – that is next. We're live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub on the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live on the Hop Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell, Dave Winder, joined by Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner. I, as, as you have taken this system and it has evolved now as we're 16 games into the season, I like to deal in facts and not feelings, but, but I just, I've gotten the feeling watching you guys that maybe in the first six, eight games of the year when you were really trying to go, 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 that there was more, for lack of a better word, reckless shooting of the ball was up with 27 left on the shot clock, and I don't feel like that's happening anymore, that it may be 24, 23. You're still going fast, but maybe not quite as fast. Am I off base, or is there, is there some validity to that? I think there's some validity to it, but I think you're thinking about it in the opposite. Okay. I think I think we're slowing ourselves down some. Okay. Um, we're and about, you don't like that. We're about number of possessions. That the, uh, we go through and we, we show our players how, how many shots they turn down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of that, especially with, with girls, is confidence. You know, if they've made a couple, they're willing to let that next one fly. But if they've missed a couple, there's that hesitation. 
But my philosophy is you better shoot it before you turn it over. You know, get it up on the glass, give us a chance to rebound it, keep going. So I think we have hurt ourselves at times by slowing our offense down a little bit more than we need to. But, again, it's a learning process. We're still trying to fill it out. We're playing with so many different lineups, and I think the lineups make a difference too. Mm-hmm. If you've got certain lineups on the floor, we seem to go a little bit faster. Certain lineups seem to go a little bit slower. Even the pressure is different, you know, depending on the lineup. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're continuing to learn and grow from it, and we watch a lot of film and have a lot of conversations about the analytics of all of it. But there's got to be a happy medium between way too fast and not fast enough. Uh, great to have Haven Ford on the show today. We're going to have it on in just a moment. Uh, t- tell us uh, just your uh, your view of her first season with us. And uh, like I said, she scored a career-high 13 points the other night. She has really come in as a true freshman and become an immediate contributor to this team. She has and uh, had no doubt. You know, that's why I chased her around for two years. Uh, <laughs> wherever, she'd, wherever she'd be, I'd be there smiling. Uh, but uh, the thing about Haven that people need to understand is she is a true definition of hard work pays off because she'll tell you, first couple weeks of the season, she was a little bit overwhelmed. And the speed of the game in which we play, the physicality, the speed, playing at Division One level, playing against these type of teams, and the game just needed to slow down for her. But, you know, she just continued to do extra workouts, extra shooting. She wasn't making shots. And this is something she can t- – consistently does on a daily basis and she could see her taking the workouts into the games you could see her taking her shooting into the games and then it kind of just all came together this week I I thought she was outstanding on both sides of the ball you know I call her lots of names but uh, you know little bits one of them but seven rebounds yesterday against you know six foot six three guards uh, just in there fighting her tail off and uh, you know she she's one of the most coachable players I've ever had you just tell her to do something, and she never skips beat. She never questions it. She just goes and does it. It's just been a really big spark plug for us, but kind of kind of the player that, that I expected her to be. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to get better and better, and I know she's going to keep working. We talked about that this morning. You know, don't get satisfied. Just keep working, keep pushing. But uh, just, you know, just really been a bright spot for us so far, and I just expect her to continue to get better and better. We will have plenty of time to throw flowers at Miss Caitlin Young, but whether it is Friday, whether it is Sunday, when she scores 12 more points, she'll be the fifth member of the 2,000-point club uh, at Murray State. Uh, Just take me back to four or five years ago when you were chasing her around. Could you ever have imagined that this is where we would be and, you know, ultimately – uh, the records are, are endless here that she's got an opportunity by the end of the year to, to knock down off the wall. I uh, knew she was special, um, you know, from one of the first times that I saw her play, but I don't know that you ever envision what she's been to our program. Yeah. I don't know if you ever just say, oh, yeah, she's Hall of Famer. You know, you, you, you never really know till they get here, to be honest. You think you know them. You think you know what they can do. But but she's just continued to get better and better every year. Um she just can she can hurt you offensively in so many ways. She can score at the basket, step out, make a 15-footer, make a three, drive by you. Uh, you know, twice this year she's stolen the ball and dribbled down and finished it, uh, you know, like a point guard. So she just continues, you know, to um, – you just kind of shake your head and smile and you're just like, thank God that she's on our team, you know. <laughs> just, just thank you for that blessing. But, uh, again, just – 
I could talk about her about a bas- being a basketball player all day long, but you ask any of her teammates, any of her coaches, the opponent she plays against, and the most special thing about Caitlin is who she is. Uh, she's, she's just a, kind of a humble giant that uh, I think sometimes she realizes she's pretty good at basketball, but she has no idea how great at basketball she is. But the ultimate teammate, the ultimate uh, – person you know to to lead the culture uh, of your program and, and to boot she apparently right now is thinking about a career in college athletics so i'm really excited about that yeah none of them want to coach i, I have no <laughs> idea why i don't know that I, I guess i've exhibited this that's the worst career choice possible they're probably like, she's miserable yeah, all exactly, the time why yeah. would i want to do that i actually want to smile sometime <laughs> in my life i think that's i think that's what they're thinking sometimes but, you should uh, just say what you're going to say and just go you know, exactly. smile, just yeah. smile. It'll yeah. really, it'll yeah. really freak them out. Exactly. Real but. fast, real fast before we let you go. Uh, nickel scouting report on SIU coming in on Friday. Uh, you know, just athletic, uh, quick. Uh, you know, going to do same some things to us that that make us uncomfortable. And obviously, they're going to have a lot of speed. So when they get out of our traps, we're going to have to be ready to to move. And uh, I think teams that uh, kind of playing below uh, their expectation level are dangerous. But this is a grind for us right now. We're in the middle of seven of nine on the road. Uh, we've got SIU, Missouri State. Then we go to Belmont. Then SIU, Missouri State again. And then, hello, Drake and UNI. So, I, I mean, it, it's just never ending. It's, it's an unbelievable tough gauntlet for, for our players. And uh, we're just taking it one at a time. So our total focus will be on SIU. And hopefully we can get a little rest today and then get back in the gym. That'll be 6 o'clock Friday night at the CFSB Center. She's Rochelle Turner. Thanks for the time, and we'll talk with you next week. Thank you, Jeff. All right, there's Rochelle Turner. We come back. We will talk with Murray State freshman point guard Haven Ford. That's coming up next on the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the High Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Weiner joined now by Murray State freshman point guard Haven Ford, a career-high 13 points at Drake uh, yesterday. Uh, double figures than the last three games. Let's, let's just talk about the week in Iowa, and obviously everything had been going so well for you guys and, and smooth sailing, uh, and then you, you've run into some hurdles. How do you guys think collectively as a team you've uh, not only dealt with it in the moment mm-hmm. of, oh, wow, this is, this is tough right now and we're trying mm-hmm. to get through it, but also now spinning forward to this week how you're going to come out of it? I'm just looking at a new opportunity each day. Um, obviously, it was that trip was draining. Um, obviously, coming in as a freshman, you hear the stories from previous years, and so actually getting to experience, you kind of understand like playing the top two teams back to back. You know, traveling, having to deal with all that is a lot. But I think when we come in, you know, just taking it at when game time hits, like just being ready to go. And obviously, you and I, we definitely played. I think the worst that we have all year and we knew it wasn't us and so just kind of making those adjustments in game like coming out of the second half just trying to see if we can go on runs like we did in Arkansas and and just see, just showing like what we truly can do and so when we hit the Drake game we knew that either you know people's going to look at it as maybe they're not as legit as as they were coming into you and I or maybe they actually are and so we kind of had to just use Drake as an opportunity to really show like you and I wasn't that wasn't us and so I think we did that we came out and played much better much harder and just moving forward we just got to make an emphasis on that is our efforts got to be better I feel like you have made the largest stride from and forget even getting here back in July but even from November 1st to where we are now you just 
you just appear so comfortable out there in your own skin and you don't look like a freshman anymore. What, what, has, what has changed for you here in the last, really from the beginning of the season, where, where you are more confident, more comfortable with everything uh, as, as a point guard on a, on a really good basketball team? Right. I'm just feeling more confident each game. Um, I've realized, like, there's a lot more of extra work that you've got to put in to, to be actually, like, to feel comfortable doing the things in the game. Um, you know, I've always been the type to put in the extra work, you know, in high school, but it wasn't as, like, for preparation as it is for college. Like, I've got to, now I've realized, like, I've got to do the extra workouts and read their scout, like, what, what kind of defense they play, what the things that I'm going to see in the game and use that as extra workouts for preparation. And so I've kind of just done that, and it's helped me. You know, I've seen the things that I've took from my workouts into the game, and that's really just helped me feel more comfortable out there and just kind of letting the game kind of slow down for me because the first couple of weeks I was I was calling home. I was like, Mom, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I got here. Like, it's just a lot of self-doubt and, and worried, but it's just, again, the coaches just made it easier just like to calm down you know it's going to take time and and really leaned on just giving myself some grace because you know you just want it you want it all to go right and so so fast and it just it's a stretch you know it's a it's a it's a progression that so I just kind of just took it game by game I know how you got here you came down the uh, Bluegrass Parkway and then you hit the Kentucky (laughs) Parkway and you came all the way to Murray for Moorhead uh, Kentucky yeah I invite you to go on and look at Haven's bio on goracers.com you talk about a list of lists now in, in your high school career. Is it Rowan County or Rowan? Rowan. Rowan. Oh, way over there in Region 16. But I want to ask you about your softball exploits because I remember you had just, I guess, verbally committed or signed. It was, well, I guess it, it was, that was a long time, but that was in November. This was in the spring. And I hear Haven Ford hit for a cycle in <laughs> softball. Pretty good softball player. What what did you what position did you play? And then tell us about the cycle. Yeah, I was a shortstop, and um, I was really the player. I I actually played travel softball um, when I was started at five and went until like twelve, and that's when I made the switch to AAU. But I still played for my high school team, and so my senior season was definitely like the best I've hit, like by far the best season. And our team, you know, we've. Uh, we went. We made it to state for the first time since like 2009. Made it to the final four for the first time in school history, and so I was leading the states in in hits and um, had 19. Finished the season with 19 home runs, and so I was out there honestly just having fun with it because you know we lost region for basketball. This was kind of like my this was my last sport for high school, so I was just out there you know no pressure whatsoever, and it ended up being my best like softball season by far. And so I got to stay, and even the broadcasters was like, you know, she's going for, she's going to play for Murray State for basketball, but maybe the softball team should try to get on to her. So I got asked all the time if I was playing both. But um, going back to that cycle, um, I hit my first was it was a double, then it went to a single, then I got to a triple, and then I finished it off with a home run. So that was my first time hitting a cycle um, in my career. But um, I definitely miss softball by far for sure. Well, you're doing a heck of a job on the basketball court. We're certainly, <laughs> certainly, glad are. That, uh, certainly glad that you are here. As, if Kara uh, Amundsen ever gets in a pinch, you know, she can may have talk to, to Rochelle. Say, I, <laughs> Rochelle says no. We may have to have an arm wrestling match there with Coach Turner. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see about that. Haven Ford, thank you so much. Congratulations on the great game yesterday, and uh, good luck on Friday. Thank you. Thanks All right, there's Haven Ford.
We come back on the Racer Report Live. We will wrap things up live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub. This is the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Hop Pound Brew Pub as we wrap things up here on the Racer Report Live. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder. Busy week for both the men's and women's basketball teams. The men uh, will be uh, on the road Wednesday at Bradley. Again, that's a 6 p.m. start. It'll be on the CBS Sports Network and then Saturday at home. Early time, early start, 1 p.m. Uh, at the bank. Uh, Dave, another national TV game for the for the men. Yeah, that one's on Bally, and uh, you might have seen uh, 6 p.m. Uh, on GoRacers.com, but because of TV, it got moved up to 1 o'clock. And you know my belief, every game should start at 1 o'clock. I don't care what day of the week of it course. is. So I'm very happy about that. And, of course, the Murray State women play SIU Friday night at 6 o'clock, and uh, then we play the Saturday uh, 1 o'clock game against SIU for the men. Then the women come back on Sunday and play a very good Missouri State team who's 6-1 and one in the conference uh, Sunday afternoon. I think it's a 2 o'clock, two o'clock start, yep. right? Yep. So it's a big week, and enjoy the hoops. That's right. Uh, both men and women getting into the teeth of their schedule, looking forward to some good games this week. Dave, thanks for the time as always. Thank you, Jeff. For Dave Winder, I'm Jeff Bidwell. Thanks for listening to the Racer Report live here at the Hop Pound Brew Pub, and we will see you next Monday.